Hey, let's go. My name is Mr. Squiggy, and I am reading the news while my coffee brews. It is, uh, well, after 5.30 in the morning, I'm just, uh, grinding out, uh, finding out what's going on in the world today. Gonna take a trip around the world with BBC and Al Jazeera, break left with the Huffington Post, go right with the New York Post, see what's going on in Africa. We're gonna, uh, check out uh, what's going on in North Korea, so let's uh, let's give a listen to the news, uh, fucking read of the news, holy fucking tired. Breaking news, headlines, BBC, world now sees twice as many days over 50C. Alright, the uh, BBC research finds the number of days passing, well, 50 degrees Celsius has doubled in the past 40 years. Yeah, that's what happens when all the chicks are hot. Fucking, did I really write that joke? I don't fucking know. Uh, okay, so climate change is happening. And then right next to it is another one that says, another headline that says, Poll highlights, highlights climate anxiety among youth. Over half of respondents in a survey believe humanity is doomed and governments are failing to act. Well, yeah, humanity's doomed and yeah, governments are failing to act. You know why? Because humanity sucks and governments are scumbags. It's not exactly fucking complicated. Well, then you throw weather into the mix, and all of a sudden, it's a big fucking mess. I don't know. <laughs> Tropical Storm Nicholas hits Texas and Louisiana. So BBC today, the BBC News homepage is all about fucking environmental disasters. That's the theme of the day at the BBC. So, all right. I guess we know what's going on in fucking BBC land. Fucking, let's see what the BBC has to say about the United States and Canada. Biden in California had a vote to oust governor. Polls show the state's Democratic governor, Gavin Newsom, has a comfortable lead ahead of the vote. Wow, Democrats voting for Democrats. What a fucking shock. Give me a fucking break. Uh, Entertainment and Arts News out of BBC. R. Kelly abused Aliyah when she was 13 or 14. What a fucking piss-faced little fucking scumbag. You want to bang a 13 or 14 year old, you should be 13 or 14 years old. Uh, not saying that I want 13 and 14 year olds to be fucking, but let's be realistic. All right, BBC fucking headlines. The numbers driving Canada's snap election. I don't know anything about Canada's snap election. Let's dive into this one. Canada, federal election. A look at the key numbers driving the campaign. Canadians go to the polls on 20 September after a short 35-day election campaign sprint. So just 35-day election campaign sprint. Uh, that seems like a short amount of time to fucking get your message out. Let's see what happens here. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called this snap election in mid-August in hopes his Liberal Party could secure a majority of seats in the House of Commons, arguing Canadians needed a say in the pandemic recovery. It's only been two years since the last general election in 2019 netted Mr. Trudeau a minority government. Still, it's been an eventful period, not least shaped by the global coronavirus pandemic and its subsequent social and economic upheavals. Alright, so they they fucking doing some fucking uh, seats for the House of Commons, kind of like our House of Representatives, I guess. And, uh, Oh, well, look at that. While the BBC lists uh, climate change is the number one fucking issue of the day, the issue du jour, if you will, uh, according to the key issues for Canadians, the top ten issues identified by recent survey respondents shows that cost of living at 62% is the number one top issue. Yeah, it's because scumbag fucking real estate investment trusts fucking 
are buying up every goddamn fucking piece of fucking apartment housing they can in order to fucking just fucking uh, exploit people that you rent's not supposed to be over 25% of your income. And uh, fucking if, if you're paying 60, 70% of your income, you're a fucking dead slave and those are neo-confederates and they need to be treated like confederates and fucking charged with treason and fucking hung. So is it fucking complicated? Fucking scumbags. Full caveat. I bought stock in real estate investment trust ETFs because fucking the people are going to be scumbags. I'm going to make money off them. But it doesn't mean I fucking like it. I don't like it when people shoot each other. It doesn't stop me from owning fucking stock in Smith & Wesson. Fucking gunner's going to gun. And I'm going to get paid. All right. Back to the fucking news. Let's see. Uh, climate change came number three. Cost of living, access to health care, climate change. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the climate's going to shit if you're not fucking alive to see it. And don't tell me that being homeless is a front row fucking seat to the fucking environmental impact. The fuck out of here. Also important to Canadian voters, economic plan for Canadians' future. Well, something that goes beyond maple syrup, apparently. I don't fucking know. But you know what? Fuck BBC. Fuck Canada. Let's go over to Al Jazeera and see what's going on. Al Jazeera, top story, front page, breaking news. Quote, why are you out? Afghan woman journalists recall Taliban sweep. Okay, all right. You know, us fucking guys can talk all the shit we want, but until we fucking listen to the woman talking about how women are affected under the Taliban, we don't know shit. All right, female journalists who fled the country tell Al Jazeera they were left with no choice amid fears of Taliban persecution. What's up with that, fucking Al Jazeera? Fucking Taliban motherfuckers? Alright, let's see what it says here. Kabul, Afghanistan. In the days leading up to the Taliban takeover of Kabul on August 15th, Sama, not her real name, a 27-year-old female journalist says she tried to stay positive hoping things will be different this time, and that the Taliban might have changed its ways since the 1990s. Ah, uh, y'all should have grown up watching Lucy pull the football away from Charlie Brown, because you know shit never changes when you're dealing with a fucking psycho. All right, let's hear a quote here. I have interviewed them. I have interacted with them, she said of her travels across the nation's provinces, during which she interviewed many Taliban members. Comforted by the group's fighters treating her, quote, well... During those reporting trips, Samad decided to make a film on life in Taliban-controlled Kabul. At first, she says there was, quote, no problem, unquote, that armed Taliban fighters greeted her by calling her Morjana, Mother Dear in Pashto. Within days, however, the tide turned. She started receiving, quote, strange, unquote, emails and phone calls telling her to stay inside. All right, in a matter of days, everything went from, went to shit. The demeanor of all the Taliban fighters, go home, why are you even out, she was told. Her driver would wait for her, and her uh, crew in a parked car was beaten by the Taliban. You know, he was in a car full of camera equipment, he was wearing jeans, and he was a Hazara. So fucking three strikes, Taliban kicks your ass. Get the fuck out of here. You know, during its five-year rule in the 1990s, the Taliban banned all recordings, forced men to dress in traditional clothes, and was accused of massacring the Hazara minority. Uh, yeah, it's fucking, uh, yeah, 153 media groups have ceased operations. Fucking, uh, you know, the Taliban came to power and they, they made repeated statements about his commitment to a free press in Afghanistan. Uh, 
But yeah, uh, Taliban spokesman says, you know, the media should be impartial. Impartiality of the media is very important. They can critique our work so that we can improve. The local media watchdogs estimate that 153 media organizations have ceased operations across 20 of the nation's provinces. Yeah, you really think the Taliban fucking with their gun fucking slinging fucking bullshit is really going to fucking allow fucking free fucking speech? There ain't no First Amendment in Afghanistan. They even got a Second Amendment and they're still fucking carrying. That's how crazy they are. All right, let's just fucking move on. Afghanistan's a fucking mess. All right, let's break left with the Huffington Post. Biden all in on recall Eve calls Elder a, quote, Trump clone. (laughs) I love you, Huffington Post. Let's fucking see what kind of fucking rabble-rousing you can fucking stir up with the alt-left today. Okay, Biden uh, Biden calls fucking Larry Elder a Trump clone. Maybe someone ought to fucking know how cloning works. I don't think you can turn a fucking orange man into a black man. <laughs> Speaking on uh, referencing Larry Elder. Can you imagine him being governor of this state? The president added, referencing Larry Elder, the Republican frontrunner among the list of candidates who would replace Newsom if he loses. You can't let that happen. <laughs> All of you know that last year... Hold on, I gotta read it like fucking Joe Biden. I gotta turn fucking stupid and see now. Oh, 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 where, where am I? I uh, all, all of you know that the last year, man, come on, man. I got to run against the real Donald Trump, man. This year, the, the, the leading Republican running, running for governor is the closest thing to a Trump clone I've ever seen in the state. I mean, come on, man. The come on, man's I added in. I don't do a Biden. He's a fucking delusional fucking... Man. He, we haven't seen anybody this fucking senile since Reagan. And fucking Ronald Reagan fucking... Whew, not in control of his faculties. I think it's actually pretty worrisome. I'm going to fucking pontificate for a moment on that. Because, I mean... The guy just gets confused and senile like a fucking grandpa that needs a nap. And it's like, dude, you're supposed to be our leader? I'm sorry, but... uh No. No, I'm not going to shit on him the way everyone shit on Trump. I'm just going to say there's something seriously fucking wrong with, uh, uh, there's something seriously wrong with having somebody that senile and fucking who's supposed to be in charge. Uh, GOP Representative Adam Kinzinger takes a favorite conservative insult, fires it right at Trump. The Illinois Republican broke down why the former president is, quote, one of the weakest men that I've ever seen. Oh, all right. I like to fucking hear a little infighting shit talking, Illinois Republican. Uh, Kinsinger called the former president, quote, a snowflake. (laughs) And, quote, one of the weakest men I've ever seen in an interview Monday with CNN's Anderson Cooper. Oh, the Huffington Post is quoting CNN. So the the alt-left quotes the left. <laughs> uh, the comment came amid a discussion about Trump's vitriolic response to predecessor George W. Bush's speech on the 20th anniversary of the September 11th terrorist attacks. <sighs> Bush on Saturday said there is, quote, little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. Trump hit back Monday saying Bush, quote, shouldn't be lecturing anybody, unquote, because of his role in, quote, getting us into the quicksand of the Middle East. (laughs) 
Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. COVID, COVID, COVID. Daddy, Daddy, Afghanistan. Ah, I just took a sip of my coffee because my coffee's done brewing, so I should uh, probably stop talking shit get my fucking day started. But we haven't fucking gone to the New York Post yet and see what the fucking right wing of fucking... Ah, oh, fucking New York Post. You're such fucking garbage. You're such a garbage fucking paper. Yesterday's fucking headlines was all about the fucking VMAs. Today is all about the Met Gala uh, stars and gripes. <laughs> well, I gotta give him an A for running with a pun. Uh, activist A-listers walk all over Met Gala's quote in America theme. It was a night of dread, white, and blue. <laughs> a night of dread, white, and blue. The theme was, in America, a lexicon of fashion. But simpering celebrities and hypocritical socialist politicians missed the mark. <laughs> so it looks like uh, fucking uh, the, the AOC chick, congresswoman, uh, showed up in some fucking dress. Uh, there's like tax the rich written all over it. Like you know, it, you know that looks like almost like something that you would have seen a uh, like a hair metal fucking lip service rock branded rock and roll clothing wear back in the fucking eighties. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> the official theme was quote in America a lexicon of fashion. But it seemed like the night's creative director was 1980s wrestling heel Iron Sheik, who used to scream, Iran number one, Russia number one, USA Hakpatui, while simulating spinning on our great land. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Uh, everyone got political. All the famous fucking fashion people and celebrities got political last night. Take, for example, 22-year-old non-binary actress Amanda Stenberg. On the red carpet, the star, who uses both she and they pronouns, said that she was surprised by the theme, considering that we are living through such, quote, polarizing times. Oh, jeez. What a fucking, what a strong and powerful message that was. Surprised by the theme. So strong. So powerful. Uh, oh, the AOC dress. Beautiful white dress with red letters written tax the rich across it. It is a very beautiful dress. Looks fantastic on her. Uh, although, did I just engage in heteronormative patriarchal fucking behavior by saying that a dress looked good on a woman? I don't know. But it looked good on her. Usually the sight of her makes me want to fucking puke. Anyway, uh, her dress said, uh, tax the rich, which is pretty ironic considering that at $35,000 a ticket to the event could have been a down payment on a fucking house. You bought a ticket to a dinner, and that money could have been a down payment on a house with somebody. That, that is fucking bizarre. Uh, let's talk about some more of these people. Then there was Zach Pozon, who dressed Debbie Harry in a tattered flag meant to represent, in part, the unraveling of our country. Fucking respect, Debbie Harry. Respect. That is a fucking stunning and brave woman. A national treasure. Debbie Harry, of course, lead singer Blondie. One of the greatest new wave punk rock bands of all time. And if Debbie Harry is wearing a flag that's in tatters to represent the unraveling of our country, then we need to stop and listen and pay attention. She is first in a music scene that brought us the Ramones. A stunning, bright, intelligent woman. 
who needs to be respected, honored, loved, and cherished. Debbie Harry, ladies and gentlemen. The country is unraveling because she said it so. Uh, it would have been moving to see a designer take, as their honored guest, the unknown offspring of someone who perished on that day. Tom Brown basically did that when he dressed Pete Davidson, whose firefighter father died on 9-11. But if Davidson wasn't a celebrity, he wouldn't have gotten a sartorial sniff. The co-chairs made up of youthful talent, mostly snubbed American designers. Timothy Chalamet mixed Converse and Rick Owens with the likes of him. None of these names mean anything to me. I don't know your fucking fashion. You got Debbie Harry in a fucking flag that's fucking uh, American flag dress that's all torn and tattered so that fucking she's representing the unraveling of America. Makes a lot more fucking sense as a fucking symbolic fucking message. Fuck, she's hot. Fucking, I don't care how goddamn old she is. Uh, you know, uh, you know, AOC's all tax the rich while fucking dropping thirty-five fucking thousand dollars. Fucking, she's kind of a hypocrite. I don't fucking trust her as far as I can throw her. Fucking, fucking Bernie Sanders, you know. Fucking, um, the fucking Colin Quinn fucking said it best. Never trust a socialist with a summer home. If you got three houses, don't fucking tell me you're down for the little man. Any fucking millionaire that's a billionaire that's like, we should really be paying more in taxes. No one's stopping you from writing a, writing a check to the U.S. Treasury. Just take out your checkbook and pay more. Oh, but you don't want to pay more. You want other people to pay more while saying that, look at me, I'm a good person because I think I should be taxed more. Just get out your checkbook. Just write a fucking check. Just do it. No one's stopping you from making a fucking donation to the United States Treasury or your fucking... 50 fucking individual state treasuries. So full of shit. Why the fuck is there so much goddamn fucking entertainment goddamn news on this fucking stupid fucking... Ah, uh, here we go. Mask hysteria. Damn shameless, pointless ground zero act. <laughs> oh, unabashedly right wing. Fucking hilarious. Okay. What pure, infuriating, blatant hypocrisy. All right, New York Post. This is going to be all over right-wing AM radio today. That if fucking 9-11. At the 20th anniversary memorial for 9-11, top Democrat politicians all wore masks for a photo op. Then, as soon as the television cameras were off, the masks came off. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, Governor Hochul are, are masked... One minute, unmask the next. Speaker Pelosi takes hers off. Biden even pulls his mask down to yell at someone. The idiocy. Why, okay, so why are you calling these people idiots if you're not a mask person? You should have been like, oh, thank God they all pulled their masks off to show our nation that we shouldn't be so fucking paranoid if you're vaccinated. And, uh, no, no, no. So that's some bullshit fucking journalism, fucking New York Post. Uh, okay, let's read the story here. Every one of these people is vaccinated. They don't need to wear masks. That's the point of vaccines. They know this is stupid, but they insist on doing this performative COVID-19 dance so that they can keep mask mandates nationwide in our stores, our theaters, our schools. Liberal commentators and politicians don't understand why so many distrust them. It's because Americans have seen more than a year of don't go out in groups, but anti-cop march is okay. Don't go out, but I'm going to my hairdresser or French laundry. I wouldn't take a Donald Trump vaccine, but now that he's out of office, take the vaccine. You, Biden, and Pelosi have done this to yourselves. Jesus Christ, not a mask to be seen. All the bigwigs of it, well, they got that fucking, they got that Illuminati fucking Hollywood baby blood flowing through their veins, according to Q. You know, they sacrificed a bunch of babies, they cured their COVID. Fucking these fucking people. 
goddamn filthy fucking savage humans. Ah, I'm just fucking strolling around on the news. You know what? Fuck that. Fuck them. Fuck the Huffington Post. Fuck the New York Post. Let's pop on down to Africa. See what's going on. And uh, you know what? You know what we're going to do? We're going to go to Western Sahara and find out what the fuck is going on there. Because uh, Western Sahara still claims that they are uh, a colonized nation being uh, colonized by Morocco. And uh, they're trying to become their own nation state. And a lot of nations that are pissed off in Morocco have been putting their embassies in Western Sahara uh, for the eventual split. And uh, they're, they're, they're on Team Western Sahara. Okay, here we go. Western Sahara. Uh, it's a little bit old. Stateline August 22nd. So, uh, you know, it's about a three-week-old story, but it's still popping up on the page. AllAfrica.com, Western Sahara News Desk. Morocco has no choice but to organize referendum on self-determination of Sahrawi people. So the Polisario Front representative in Europe and the European Union, Ubi Bushraya Bashir, said that the Moroccan occupation has no choice today but to organize the referendum on self-determination of the Sahrawi people in accordance with international law. In a statement to Radio Algeria International Channel in response to the speech made by King Mohammed VI, on the occasion of the anniversary of the Revolution of the King and the People, Oshreya said that the King of Morocco has no choice to break the deadlock and settle the conflict than to comply with the only agreement signed in 1991 with the Sahrawi side under the auspices of the United Nations and to organize a referendum on self-determination of the Sahrawi people. Wow, that was a big fucking mouthful of fucking sentences. That was, that was an entire paragraph without a fucking period or punctuation. That was just one long fucking sentence. God damn. The King's speech did not bring anything new, uh, adds uh, Bushreya. He has only repeated the same untruths, trying, as always, to blame his regional and international crises on neighboring countries in Africa and Europe. The King of Morocco must face the truth and understand that all the problems of his regime at the regional and international levels, including with some European states, stem from his expansionist policy into Western Sahara. Hey, you know, uh, fuck Morocco. Go Team West Sahara. Uh, South Africa is fucking beefing with Morocco right now, so uh, South Africa and Morocco might be fucking, fucking, uh, Hey, uh, fucking the news keeps coming out of fucking uh, the Moroccan West uh, Sahara fucking split off there. Fucking Algeria. This is uh, fucking coming out 27 August. Uh, a little behind the times. So that's okay. We're catching up. Decolonization. Algeria calls on UN Committee of 24 to protect Western Sahara people. Dateline. St. John, Dominica. Grave violations are committed against Western Sahara people. Algeria's ambassador to the United Nations, Sofiane Mimouni, said Thursday, calling on the Special Committee on Decolonization to protect the population in the occupied Sahrawi territories. Algeria calls on the committee to, quote, use all the tools at its disposal, including field visits to ensure the protection of the political, economic, social, and cultural rights of Western Sahara people, especially in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic, and to support the success of the de decolonialization process. All right, Algeria. Algeria, of course, neighbors with Morocco. Uh, beautiful area. Fucking 
I've seen pictures on the internet. <laughs> I've never been there. So, yeah, uh, the Algerian representative to the UN deplored that, quote, decades of inaction have led to a significant deterioration of the situation on the ground with the breakup of the ceasefire, the resumption of hostilities, the lack of prospect for the peace process, and the vacancy of the post of personal envoy of the United Nations Secretary General for more than two years. Motherfuckers aren't fucking around. Uh, Algeria, was, everybody wants West Sahara. Now, here's what's crazy. West Sahara... Uh, underneath those sands uh, has an, an incredibly rich supply of, uh, I believe, phosphate. I might be wrong, but I think it's phosphate. I know it's used for commercial fertilizers and food productions. So if West Sahara breaks off and becomes its own nation state once again, the Swahari people, uh, they could immediately become a major player in global food production. Uh not growing the food itself, providing the proper nutrients for fertilizer to grow food. Fucking go get them, West Sahara. Don't fuck around. Don't take shit. Uh, let's go. Let's fucking pop on over to. Uh, let's see. We did Congo yesterday. Let's uh, let's uh, let's go over to East Africa. Let's go fucking see what's what the fucking scuttlebutt is over here in Somalia. Fucking what's going on in Somalia? Uh, let's see here in Somalia. Breaking news. In Somalia, Deputy UN Chief encourages progress on women's political participation and peaceful elections. All right. The United Nations Deputy Secretary General Amina J. Mohammed visited Somalia on Sunday to express her solidarity with Somali women's cause for full and equal participation in political life and the support of the international community for timely, inclusive, peaceful, and credible elections. Fuck yeah. In her various meetings in the capital, Mogadishu, Ms. Mohammed highlighted the country's parliamentary elections as an opportunity to build on the progress made in women's political participation. Uh, yeah, fucking A. Uh, go get them, girls. Yeah, go get involved. I hope shit works out for you. I don't know what I can do anything other than to say go get them, fucking girls. Uh, this other fuck that that's actually that's really encouraging. So we've been fucking drone bombing the fuck out of Somalia since what fucking Bill Clinton, fucking uh, yeah, fucking uh, ah, jeez, uh, Somalia standoff plunges the country into fresh crisis. Lost they fucking need. Uh, President Mohammed Abdullah Mohammed and Prime Minister Mohammed Hussein Wabel have publicly feuded in recent days over key national security appointments exposing fresh divisions in an administration that is behind on elections and threatened by an Islamist insurgency. Yeah, fucking, uh, so there we go. Someone got fired, you know, fucking dude fucking fires somebody, and the other dude's like, why'd you fire him? And it's, it's a bunch of fucking fucking office politics, but the office is at the fucking national fucking level. Uh, the AU helps Somalia to conduct credible elections. Thank you, African Union. Everyone talks about the European Union. Did you know there's an African Union? Fucking, that's how fucking Eurocentric our news are is in the United States. I, you know, did you know that uh, there's a Euro coin? Did you know that uh, this talk of trying to make one coin, one monetary system for all of Africa called the Afro. It sounds like a joke, but it's not. Uh, hey, let's pop over to Daily NK. Daily NK, breaking news out of North Korea, as reported by people in South Korea. 
I'm not sure how they get their information from North Korea to South Korea. Uh, some might say that the, uh, the, uh, was it the Sino Freedom Bridge connecting China and North Korea as they do trade and commerce. That's how word gets out. North Korea to China, China to South Korea. Oh, buffer there. I don't think there's too many people actively escaping North Korea. So it's kind of interesting to take this page with a, just a touch of grain of salt. Cause it's like, dude, it's North Korea. How the fuck do you know? Uh, here we go. Nine Horyong residents arrested and tried for using foreign mobile phones. The horror. The horror. Can you imagine if everybody in America was arrested if they used a, a foreign-made mobile phone? <laughs> Everyone would fucking die. Apple's a U.S. company, but their phones are made in China. All right, let's see what it says here. A public trial of four men and five women took place in front of over 1,000 people. In late August, North Korean authorities publicly tried users of illegal foreign-made mobile phones in Horong, North Hamrong province. According to a daily NK source in the province on Friday, nine local residents were publicly tried in the courtyard in front of Horong's cultural center at 10 a.m. on August 27th. The nine had been arrested by either using foreign-made mobile phones to receive remittances from North Korean defectors or for smuggling with China. I bet it's a fucking smuggle-up. It's always smuggling. Bunch of fucking Han Solo motherfuckers. Ahead of the public trial, the local branch of the Ministry of State Security sent an order to all organizations within the city to attend the trial. This was to show, quote, what awaits those caught engaging in anti-socialist and non-socialist behavior. Good God. Oh, everyone had to... Uh, hey, the public trial of four men and five women took... Five women. Always on the phone. Those, I'm sorry, that was fucking horrible. A public trial of four men and five women took place in front of over 1,000 people who gathered in front of the cultural hall this morning. Mmm, good culture. Uh, the court sentenced three men and four women who had acted as remittance brokers while using foreign-made mobile phones to contact defectors living in South Korea or other countries. The court described the defendants as people who had already been caught several times by the Ministry of State Security but let go, while condemning them for failing to mend their ways despite the repeated clemency they were given. The court gave them 15 years of forced labor. So they're fucked. They're gonna die. I can't imagine anybody living more than fucking three or four years in a fucking North Korean fucking labor camp. Some fucking gulag bullshit. Uh, the court also gave seven years of forced labor to a person who transferred money from North Korean defectors to their families and who had attempted suicide after being caught would rather commit fucking suicide. That's a fuck Yeah. The uh, court said the accused had committed treason against the nation by going along with enemy schemes to collapse our nation from the inside and that not even death could wash away their crimes. Good fucking God. The court explained that the individual had turned himself into the Ministry of State Security with three Chinese-made mobile phones and that he had provided five tons of corn and two tons of rice to workers reconstructing the home of Kim Il-sung's first wife, Kim Jong-suk, a historic revolutionary site. The court said that, To such a sincerely repentant person, we are giving a chance for her rehabilitation. Yeah, fifteen fucking years in a fucking labor camp where you're going to be dead in five. What a bunch of fucking scumbags.
People who fucking run North Korea are fucking scum. Uh, I wonder if there's any cool other smuggling news. North Korea's Kumsong 121 recently employed social media to launch a cyber attack. Ah, uh, yeah. Nothing good. Nothing good's going on in the world. There's nothing good in the world today. The world's fucked, and, uh, fucking that's it. The world is fucked, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's all the news that's unfit to read. My name's Mr. Squiggy. There's commies to the left of me and confederates to the right. Good day.